Okay. I'm going to preach. Don't be anxious for anything. In everything by prayer. This is the flow service. We are flowing. We are flowing in the word. In the spirit. By the way, I've been here since the first service, 7.30 business card. There's been an increasing anointing, increasing sense of the presence of God. Yeah, like the way I was feeling in this worship session of this service. It's not the way I was feeling the last, last one. This one I was like, my God. Yeah, no, God has been speaking to us about the, there's going to be an, oh, uh, a mighty move. There's a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Now, the other thing he spoke to us not too long ago, there's going to be an increase in miracles. And you already, did you hear Pastor Angela's testimony? Because I saw Malaika on Tuesday. We were with them on Tuesday afternoon. She wasn't doing well at all. What's going on here? But to hear that Wednesday, just at the word, ling and yeah, God is working. Can I have my phone? Let me read these people a couple of testimonies. Then you might just be here thinking, what is this flow thing about? You wait. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? I will see how great, Ooh, how great. I got this from one of our cohort shepherds in, from Zone 2. She writes from the last service, just 9 o'clock. I thank God for you, our parents. This service was so than fire emoji. Makes sense. As Pastor Angela prayed for limbs, I literally lifted my hand, which has been in so much pain since the time I took the COVID jab. I testified that the first time since, for the first time since Wednesday, I've been able to swing it above my head effortlessly. Yeah, that's the nine o'clock service. So if you're here, and for you, you have never experienced a miracle, like for real, you know there are people, they love God with all their hearts, but purely by faith. Yeah, they've never had an experience of a miracle. I guarantee you, you came to the right place this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. You perform miracles incredible. Oh, there is nothing to hurt for you. You alone worthy of all creation's praise there is no one who compares to you this is another testimony this came from a wonderful sister what's her name hannah she says i had never acknowledged the great things god has done you released the word of debt cancellation and this year i paid off all my debt in a time frame I didn't expect 
And you also said supernatural finances, and it happened. I received unexpected money at a time I needed it. I take your words literally. God has worked through them. My life revolves around the instructions God gives through you. And I've seen and I'm still seeing breakthrough. Wow. He says, I'm blessed to belong to Worship Harvest because in one year God has changed the direction of my life in a way I can't explain but just say I'm so grateful for his love and vessels like you and other pastors and leaders. Come on now. Wow. During Word Alive, Pastor Chris gave a word when they were ministering with Pastor Ron and Pastor Ron Matheson's son was watching from Australia. He had, um, he had, from when he was, he used to play football, uh, rugby, I think rugby, football rugby. So he had injured his hand and for many years, yeah, eight years, he said for eight years, he couldn't lift his hand above his shoulder. But just what a life here. When Pastor Chris says, someone's hand is being healed. The guy texted in from Australia. He says, I can swing my hand over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you see water trickling from a, a drum, huh? or a, a, a pipa. You know when I said drum, some of you are just seeing Jonathan's stuff. Just know there is a lot more where that came from. When you, when you see a, a miracle here, a miracle there, just not, where they are leaking from, there is a lot more. Are you ready for it? All right. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to teach about, uh, we are continuing with our series, Blessed to be a Blessing. And today I'm talking about the blessing of work. Now, as I, I teach, three things are going to happen. One, spiritually. God is going to open doors of opportunity for you. For you. Because I'm not going to just teach instruction. God has already talked to me and he confirmed it by a prophetic word in the earlier service. God is actually opening opportunities for you to step into work so that you can be a blessing. So you may find that maybe you've been applying for jobs, nothing has come through. Now, now you should apply. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like those fishermen, Jesus told them, let down your nets. They're like, no, I nearly said, they said dude, but they didn't say dude. They said, Lord, we've been toiling all night. But what did they say? They said something else, which is wise. But at your word, you see, there is toiling without his word. Then there is obeying the instruction of his word. They say, but at your word, we will let it down. They caught more fish than they could handle. So some of you have been toiling. You've been applying for jobs. You've been working in that company for forever. No promotion. You've been trying to start businesses here and there. You haven't been grabbing the market share that you want. I can tell you it's now going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And the only part, the only word, the only prophecy that works for you is the prophecy you, you believe and receive. 
So those of you who are believing and receiving this prophetic word, you're going to see it practically. Yeah. I've seen God work so many times that I have lost any sense of despair or wondering, will it work with it? No, unless that's not good was spoken. But you're going to see it practically. You're going to see it practically. Some of you, you're going to have so many options. You're going to have difficulties choosing where to go and work. Yeah, it's going to happen. Even, yeah, it's going to happen. Receive it. Yeah, receive it. Don't be passive about the word. Receive it. So receive it, receive it, receive it. That's what God spoke to me about that. In the morning as I was praying, he says, as you teach, people are going to, doors are going to open, doors for work. As you get a revelation about the beauty and the power of work, God is going to open doors, doors for your businesses, new clients, new market segments, and all of that. That's one. Two, Bible says that uh, as Jesus was teaching, the Bible says that the power of God was present to heal. To heal. The power of God is present to heal now here in this room. Yes. So as I teach, I've been reading a book called uh, Living a Life of Fire by Reinhard Bonnke, his autobiography. And the stuff that used to happen in his crusades is, is what I believe God has to, shown me. Because many times people come to this church and they are waiting for me to start praying for the sick. And they completely miss the point that while I'm teaching, the Holy Spirit is ministering to your body, to your mind, to your soul. It's the word. So he would be there preaching, preaching. Then people start shouting. People have started receiving miracles. Even when he wasn't planned, because he didn't want to be a healing evangelist. Because he thought healing evangelists, they don't give people opportunity to get saved. He wanted to be a preaching evangelist who gives opportunity to people to get saved, not just showing off miracles. And that's, so that's what he wanted. But while he was preaching, people would get healed. So that's what happens in my ministry also. Yeah. The other day, one of my friends shared with me about her auntie who was known as the sick auntie. You know, where in the family they know the sick auntie. When they send you, you're going to help her because she was always sick. That was her life. Hospital. And then she sent her the garage link and she started watching our services. And she said, she just stopped falling sick. Yeah, it's the word of God. Amen. Yeah. What was the third thing, Lord, that was going to happen? So one, there is going to be breakthrough in the area of work. Two, you'll be healed. Three, joy. Just joy. Have you heard of this thing called depression? Hmm? Mental health, depression, what? That thing, mm -mm, it doesn't come near me and stay. Yeah, you stepped into the room. I'm go You're going to go home, and people will be saying, "What did they serve at your church?" Because you'd be so happy. <laughs> they will try to be relating to this new level of joy, and they're like, "We are not used to you being like this." Receive it, Amen. Florence, please come quickly, quickly, quickly. This is Florence. 
I'm going to preach. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. Hey, come on now. She's smart, isn't she? Yeah, she's beautiful. She's anointed. Okay. No, I just wanted to share something about her. Uh, not too long ago. You know, she's very young, although she acts and has wisdom that's beyond her years. But not too long ago, she was a student at UCU. And she used to come here for rehearsals every Thursday. And then she would come every Sunday for ministry in the music team. Those days when we were in the smaller auditorium. She would always be the first one to arrive before other people from Kampala have come for rehearsal. She would come early. Then she would have to go back. She would have to figure out how to get money to come from school every week twice. Thursday and Sunday. And as, as they were ministering today, I was looking at her and I was thanking God for her. Amen. I was thanking God for her faithfulness, for her wisdom, for her example. You know, there are not many wonderful, beautiful young ladies like this who, who give their lives to love God, to honor God, yeah, like I've known her for a long time. I've, I know that I've never even questioned her morality because she's very open and accountable. Yeah, I've seen her, you know, like when, you know, when they say a real Christian, you know, nowadays people can be there, but you know, the other boy, the other boy, you can't explain what's going on. I've never seen anything like that with her. Very straightforward, very great character, hugely intelligent. She got a first class, right? Well, Something close. She missed the first class by two points. Yeah. But God has more than made it up for, for the two points. So she's now serving God. Uh, I was thinking about her last week and I'm like, this girl has come from, uh, God has lifted her because, you know, the, the people that we know about who watch us, about 23,000, those are the ones we know about. When you go to our YouTube channel, you see that we are probably reaching, I mean, the other day we were traveling with my wife and everywhere we went, people were noticing us. We've never met. They're like, no, we watch you on TV. Now, those are people who don't even go to this church. So there are tens of thousands of people. So, God has lifted her voice to reach tens of thousands of people every week. And as we were worshiping, I just got a sense to share with you a little bit about her because it may encourage someone else in the room. Someone who is at the, on the edge of a decision. Should I continue serving God or not? Should I sleep with that boy or not? Here is a great example of a disciple of Jesus who has made the right decisions and God has lifted her. And I can tell you, she's already a cohort shepherd. She has, you have how many people in your cohort? I have 85 people, but as of yesterday, we added 30 children. So she's now already pastoring more than 100 people. Yeah. 
You know, in that song, we say, when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. That is what I'm talking about. I feel like Jesus has said yes to you. And is lifting you. And is glorifying you. And you shall be a testimony and a wonder. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. You can go and sit down. Yeah. All right, the blessing of work. I grew up in the village and we worked. My dad was shot dead when I was only eight. We were six children, I was the last. My mother was a primary school teacher in the village. Our only option to get her out of the village was what? Shout it with me, shout it with me. What was it? Uh -uh. When you're saying work, you don't say work. That's lazy. It's work. Come on, people. What's the option? Yeah, work. And I'm here to share with us about the blessing of work. Because we had to learn very early to start working. Even when we were young, we had our small holes for the kids. And as we grew up, they kept upgrading the hole, the height and, and, and weight of it. Yeah, some of you, if I ask you the, the brands, you don't even know. For us, we even knew the brands, which one is the good hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. You, you, know, you know phones. For us, we knew hoes. So we would go early morning before the sun comes out and we start digging. My mother would apportion chunks to dig. We would use the hole. They measure one hole, two, three, four. And then, then once you have your width then they tell you we are going those things weeding or clearing so you start you keep going and they have to inspect your work some guys were tricky they would they would step on this on the weeds on the grass then they weed here and cover with the soil and keep going no 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 my mother would come and would see that you're trying to be more clever than the devil. Well, and the results were not good. So we started working. We, you would dig. You'd start before the sun comes out. So it's dark. You're sort of trying to figure out whether you're cutting all the grass properly. And as the sun comes out, you start seeing the, the weeds a little bit more. And then the sun comes out, six, seven, eight nine, ten, you're still going. Four hours. Yeah. Then when it became too hot and unbearable, would stop and go home. Now you think that's the time to chill out, drink a pina colada and have some milk from the fridge. Wow. No, there was no fridge, there was no power, there was no water. No pina colada, no house helps. So you go home, and then, ha, you brought in another dimension I forgot about. Then you reach home and then you, you start by milking the cows. Not only did we dig, we kept cows, we kept cattle. You start by milking the cows. After you've milked the cows, you have to divide up the milk into the different portions because you have to take it where you're selling it on the village. And then you take the cows down to the, 
guy the, who took all the cows of the village and they used to graze them in the forests, the government land, Obama divine land or something. So you take the cows and you come back. Are you following? So you take the cows, come back, take the milk, come back. You haven't yet had breakfast. It's now like 11, threatening midday, but breakfast hasn't yet come. Now when you come back, now you have to take the goats. You have to take the goats to the, where they are feeding, in the pasture and the land. The, the, the chickens were the easiest. You just open the door, and they go out. You, you open in the evening, they come back. So we had cows, goats, chickens, pigs. The pigs, they had to be kept in their pig styes, which we built ourselves. And they had to be under trees so to protect them from the sun. And you had to feed them, mix their food, what, what, feed them. And the, those pigs, we had a neighbor, a Muslim neighbor called Muteweta. I don't know how they managed to escape sometimes. And they would go to Muteweta's place. The worst day of our neighborhood interaction was when they went to Muteweta's place. Devout Muslim man went to the kitchen and ate the food in Muteweta's kitchen. <laughs> Afghanistan, whatever. So. <laughs> So that was the pigs. Then you come back. So maybe you've come back, you've had some breakfast. Uh, then there's those chores of the middle of the day. Cooking lunch, washing dishes. Then there are the afternoon chores. Those, those, you have to bring out the beans to dry, the maize to dry, whatever you had harvested. You need to keep putting it out and then putting it back in. Or, like when you have the maize and you have to remove it from the cobs, you know, you hit it in the sacks and then all the beans, hit them, then remove what? All that stuff. Using a winnower. Have you ever used a winnower? I know how to use a winnower. Yeah, like until all the shaft goes. Very experienced. Different things. Yeah. I know my wife doesn't say it often, but she married well. Yeah. Like if they won't say it for you, you say it for yourself. Hey. Come on now. Why are people annoyed? Who is annoyed? Lunch kicked in at around 4 p.m. And because in the morning when I was saying this story, I was trying to account for that, that afternoon hour between 4 and 5 and I couldn't find it. Because 5 is when we tried to go and play football. Then Pastor Evelyn has just reminded me, fetching water. Yeah, fetching water. Yeah, from the well. Yeah, you went with the bike 
bicycle. Going was downhill. So you're riding. Coming backwards, uphill with the jerry cans. You're not riding. You're pushing the thing. So around 5, 5.30, you would rush off to go and play some football. There was a field in one of the big homes where we used to play, which was on the way where the cows would be brought. So for you, as soon as the cows appear, your game is over. <laughs> yeah, you can't wait for a referee. What? No, no, no one will substitute you. So if there is competition for places, you have to beg to play fast. You can't come on as a sub because it will really be cow time. <laughs> so you, 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 you got on, played, cows come, you go home, evening drill, put the cows in, milk the cows, take the milk to the evening buyers, prepare dinner, etc. The worst evenings were the ones where it's raining. You're there in the kitchen. By kitchen, I mean the grass-thatched thing outside the house. You're keeping warm as you prepare dinner. Yeah. I remember a cousin of ours who came from town when they had come. They used to come for holiday. We, are, we were the villagers who hosted our town cousins for holiday. So this young man, this young boy, we are there preparing lunch. We had cut the things, they were in a plastic dish. And then I, I put on the pan, on the fire. Fire would be, you know, like using masiga stove. So, you know, doing the kusika, sika, what? Then, so, so I first removed it because I needed Then he was getting the plastic dish to put it on the fire. Yeah. Some of your husbands up to now they don't know that plastic burns when you put it on fire. <laughs> Just look straight, they will not know you are the ones we are talking about. Anyway, so worst days were when it's raining. So you've come back, you're trying to keep warm, you're roasting some maize, evening tea is, is going, you're preparing dinner. My mom is in the house waiting for us to finish and take the dinner. Around 8.30, that's when I grew up with a cousin called Kenneth. That's when we look at each other with Kenneth. And I, where are the goats? <laughs> the silly animals are still out in the bush. Of course you have to go and get them. So, in my house, no pets, no pets. I finished my animal life, I'm not going back. First Thessalonians 4, 9 to 12, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia, I don't hear you. Full stop. Now let's start this other part because I believe that 
they put the verse number in the wrong place because the conversation before and the conversation after are different. But there's a full stop, so that gives us assurance the writer is starting another thought. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Urging, you never need to urge someone if they are already desiring to do the thing. You got what I'm saying? You use, the word urge is used when you know that there is resistance. There is resistance. Other words for urge in English are implore, entreat, compel, appeal to. We plead with you. Resistance. Have you ever had, uh, have you ever taken care of uh, boys, like young boys when they are growing up? Age two, three, four, five, six, seven, they are, they are, eight. Oh, what is their relationship with bathing? Huh? It's a mystery. It's not there. Yeah, they are anti-water. F to get some people to bathe, the word urge comes in. You compel, you threaten. Yeah, go and bathe. Yeah, yeah, there they go. Let me, before you know it, they are around. You're like, this person is in the same clothes. Have you bathed? <laughs> like, how many times, like, how big is this house that you somehow figured out how to disappear into nooks and crevices when it's time to bathe and you, you always emerge unbathed? Am I talking? Now, some people are looking at me as if they never had that problem, or as if they still don't have that problem now. Now, my prayer and hope is that after you got married, for those who are married, Peter, praise the Lord, that you were healed from this sickness. Yeah, hydrophobia. <laughs> When you have a young man, bathing is for urging. Urge. We urge you. To be guided day. To be Munabe. So it says, we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Increase is to expand, grow, develop, flourish. He's addressing issues of economics. And it's like, you Thessalonians. You see, uses the word brethren. It means they are Christians. It's like, there is a way in which you are not taking these things of work seriously. You know, when Paul, the place where he writes the most about the return of the Lord is actually Thessalonians. So maybe they were so looking forward to the return of the Lord, they had stopped working. Sometimes when you visit Balokole churches, especially in Uganda, that's the sense you get. People are so waiting for Jesus, they don't have jobs, they don't run businesses, they are not doing anything. They are dependent on other people's money. That's not God's design for you. 
God's primary method of supplying your needs according to his riches in glory is what? Work. From Genesis, you see, that he blessed them and told them, be fruitful, multiply, subdue. Hey. Quiet. I thought this was a flow service. People, people, people want us to talk about what now? Abomination of the desolation of the holy place. The broomstick of Jehu. I'm talking about things that pertain to you now. Paul is urging them. He's like, we urge you, we urge you. That you what? You increase my more. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life. Like this should be a goal. There's a Danish proverb which says that still waters run deep. The more noise you hear, possibly, the, the less substance there is. Most people, when they run out of content, they raise the volume. Raising the volume does not improve your argument. Let me try this side. Raising the volume does not improve your argument. It does not embellish your point. It's just volume. Mm. But it says, we urge you, brethren, Paul is writing, that you increase more and more and that you aspire to lead a quiet life to mind your own business. You see, people mostly mind other people's business. They know what's happening with Bill Gates' business. They know what's happening with Elon Musk's business. They know what's happening with Warren Buffett's business. They know what's happening with Sudil's business. They know everything about Crane Bank, or the lack thereof. They know everything that's happening with Peter Torres' business. They know everything, but when you ask them about theirs, not nada. What, when is it, what, what, what was your turnover for the last financial year? July 2020 to June 2021. They don't know. They're like, turn who? Turn where? Why should I turn over? I switch turn over. <laughs> what was your profit for the year? What was your quarterly profit? What were your sales? What portion of the market do you possess currently? Nothing. But you start talking about other people's business. Like Manchester United. They know everything. <laughs> That's other people's money is in someone else's business. Mind your own. What that means is get that beautiful mind of yours. Huh? The faculties between your ears. The gray matter that you possess. And what should you do with it? Put it where? In your own business. Yeah. yeah you don't often hear these kind of messages in Balokole churches. Yeah, for us it's always about clap, louder, watch, shout, claim, take, receive. You're receiving, but how is it going to work? How is it going to work? You know that every miracle has two participants. Every miracle has two participants. There's the person who receives the miracle. 
and there's a person that God uses to make the miracle happen. That day you prayed for money and someone sent you one million shillings. You testified about the one million. The person who sent you the money did not testify. <laughs> yeah, because to them it wasn't a miracle. That's the person who sent you the, the one million, they, they didn't, they were operating in the blessing. You were operating in the miraculous, they were operating in the blessing. Because it is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Yeah, the person who sent you the money didn't need to testify. Because they were operating in the blessing. By the time they sent you one million, they probably had 30 million of which to send you the one million. So to them, one million is not a miracle. To you, it is. The difference between them and you is while you're praying, they are working. Are you ready to work so that you can be a blessing? Yeah. yeah people be there, yeah, they fast and pray for a car. Do you know what non believers do? Do you know what non believers do when they want a car? They go to the bond, they pay, and they drive out. Without consulting God. <laughs> while believers are praying, why? Because while they are praying, they've ignored all the wisdom that God has given about finances, including what's the word? Work. Mm. Come on now. Yeah, that's why people are more excited about Friday than Monday. If you're the kind of person who is more excited about Friday than Monday, you, 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 yeah, yeah. Just find a place of repentance. Shout with me, I love work. Work is God's primary way of providing for you. When he created you and he put you on this planet, he said, I love my child so much, I'm going to supply all their needs and give you a beautiful mechanism called work. T. Havaka says in the law of income that you shall be compensated according to the value that you bring to the market. Who will be compensated? Who brings the value? Who is responsible for how much you made last week? Yeah. To work with your own hands, to mind your own business, to work with your own hands as we commanded you. He uses the word commanded. Command. When it came to work, it wasn't a suggestion. 
Work, worship harvest, is not a suggestion. It's a command. Work is a command. Work is not a suggestion. Work is not a suggestion. Because if you're not working, how are you existing? It means you're chewing someone else's money. Legally or illegally. Yeah. As we commanded you. Most days my day starts before 4 a.m. And it's non-stop action until 8 or 9 p.m. So you can't bring your nose to me and start telling me how I should be less successful or whatever. In all labor there is profit. Because I work so much, even when I cut off income streams that are legitimate to me, like salary, and say I no longer have to receive salary from this organization, or that, God will bring wisdom for money to find me. So I, the last thing that I worry about personally as an individual is money. Yeah. I, will, I will worry about the church, people, people's growth, what? Are they okay? And they falling sick? Are they treating each other well? Their marriages? All those things, they concern me the whole time, but not money. That one, I, fin I finished it. I finished it. Yeah. And you can also finish it. How? By working. I keep telling people, if you want to get ahead of 95% of Ugandans, just start waking up at 4 a.m. Even if you have no progeny, nothing. Just set the alarm, wake up, and then start figuring out. It's early. <laughs> what do we do now? Yeah. I'm telling you. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. There are people here, by 10 a.m., they've done more work than some people do in three days. Yeah, I'm telling you. By 10 a.m., they are ready for the less relevant work, like talking to people, going around, what, what. Yeah, because they've aced what needs to be done. Some of you, 10 a.m., you're still negotiating with your blanket. Ocha planning. You're still planning for your day. By 10 a.m., some people, they have finished their day. The productive part of their day is over. For you, you're still planning to start. Work is a command. It says, as we commanded you. Two things a man needs to marry. Do you want to know them? Two things a man needs to marry. Work and a wife in that order. Let me start. Let me try this side. Ladies, are you listening? Two things a man needs to marry what work and a wife in that order Adam first got the work then he got Eve because Eve is a helpmate she was coming to help with what 
the work. Now you, you think you are falling in love head over heels. Falling. Falling in love. Falling. Falling in love with you. Yeah. Falling. Falling in love. It's so true. Falling, falling in love with you. Now you're there. Your faculties are not working. Your brain has been guard like porridge. When you look at the boy, you, your, your legs start going as if jelly. Your heart is doing somersaults, landing on its back with a third. Go to jail. Go to jail. Hey, you're in love. Whoa. Hey. 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 And then you tell your pastor, Pastor, I found a guy. I'm so much in love. In love. In love. Of course, we asked the first question. Keep playing, keep playing. Does he know the Lord? That, that's basic. Because if he's not submitted to God, as soon as he's done with you, he's going to go trying to find other women. I'm telling you. And then you struggle. So, does he know the Lord? So let's say we take that off. Yeah, he does. Kachimbuya? Two. Who is he submitted to? Because people who say, for me, I only submit to the Lord. Those are the most dangerous ones. Yeah. See, there was a man, his problem was so much, so big, he needed four friends to bring him before Jesus. Some people, they are crippled in different ways. You could see how they can walk, but there are some other parts of them that are crippled. Every man needs four men who can take him to Jesus when he can't go by himself. Take that wisdom for yourselves, those who are about to fall in love. Every, <laughs> every man needs how many? Four men who can take him to Jesus when he can't go by himself anymore. He's so crippled, he can't reach. And Jesus is surrounded. They're like, we are going. We are, we are going back to your house. You're going back to your wife and to your children. Why? You're, 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 your, your thing is not working. Yeah. The third question you ask is what? Work. Work. What do you do to make money? Because the moment you take the girl in, you're going to need to take care of her. And before you know it, she'll be expanding and bringing along other people that you need to take care of. Yeah. If you just tolerate around, they say nowadays, people say that uh, when they say, what do you do nowadays? I know I'm Ndimuchibuga. <laughs> they say that Ndimuchibuga should be accepted as part of people's resumes. Ndimuchibuga. Oh, Ndimuchibuga? You are in Nachibuga. What are you doing in Nachibuga? 
Yeah, you must show us clearly because if she's a helpmate, what is she coming to help with? Someone said that the girl who leaves the man with a vision and goes with the man with the television will soon be watching the man with the vision on the television. Those who are watching us on television. <laughs> Am I making sense? Work. He says, as we commanded, you work is a command. He says, the result is that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. That you may walk properly toward those who are outside. In other words, if you're not working, you are, you're, you're creating suspicion about the name of the Lord. They look at it, that guy is saved. What does he do? He hangs around church. That's why here we don't allow people to hang around church. Yeah, you either are here to pray or to work or something. You don't come here to be around. No. You see, even these worship harvest pastors who work here, some of them are even on staff, but they are required to have a business. Yeah, it's a requirement. I can't employ you if you don't have a business. It's funny, isn't it? You think it's the other way around. They employ people and say, no other business. Here, we, we, the moment we employ you, I'm like, ndaga business, yo. Yeah. Yeah. We are all economic operators here at this church, including your pastors. Milestone onwards. Come on now. Hey. Are you with me? that you may lack nothing. When there is lack in your life, it is a revealer that there is no work in your life. Lack is a revealer of no work. In other words, work eliminates lack. Work eliminates lack. That's biblical. If it's not, then maybe you're doing the wrong work or you're not doing it the right way. Or you're doing it for the wrong people who don't value your services or whatever but work eliminates luck second thessalonians 3 6 12 but we command you brethren in the name of our lord jesus christ that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly disorderly huh? disorderly what does he say? Withdraw from those brothers. People who, who, who walk in a disorderly way. How do you know they are disorderly? They don't have work. I'm going to show you. And not according to the tradition which he received from us. You know, one of the group of people I'm very proud of is the people back here. Because I don't know how it happened that in churches people started allowing that people who serve on music teams should be disorderly. They can't really, but yeah, well, they hang around. But all those guys, they all have work that they do. Yeah. We are one of the few churches that have a world-class band that we don't pay to play. Yeah. World-class band that we don't pay to play. Why? They have work. Eh. Mint, 
he does portraiture come on now hey, he can draw you in pencil and you pay like willingly among other things your honest runs unison and harmony unison and harmony unison and harmony Pirama is into so many projects rabbits what he's a, he's a what urban planner mm. Sicho urban planner Bishop Stewart is an architect he has he also runs a construction company he's also a pastor he's a musician Jetty is a hardware specialist like anything hardware is the man but he's a hardware guy anything hardware for your systems what yeah he used to work for one of the top banks managing their hardware department yeah that guy you see there Jonah is a producer he's a producer all of you have dream dreams God give me a song, what? That's where you go. <laughs> ah! If God gave you a song, that's where you go if you wanted to come to life. Among other things, and they're all investors, they're what? They have money. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of those guys, you don't know. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly. It's interesting Paul didn't add brother and sister because primarily, primarily brothers, we are called to provide for our families. This business of watching TV while the girl goes to work. I don't even have time to tackle that demon right now. And not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day. Can I address something here? Nowadays I find people who are looking for something to do with their passion. Yeah, my passion. I'm looking for passion. You see, the only reason you're talking about passion is because someone else is buying your food. Mm. You're talking passion because someone else is buying your food. The moment people stop buying your food, you will not look for your passion. You will work the work that's available. Am I making sense? Paul's passion was preaching the gospel. But what work did he do? Tents. You can't reconcile the guy whose passion is preaching the gospel with sewing tents. Toil. Yeah. Toil. Night and day. They will not have any more passion. Forget passion. Go get work. Later on when you've made money, then you can pursue your passions. Am I making sense? Young people. Be a passion. You are living in an alternative universe. 
the passion is the work that you need to do now. That's the one you're passionate about. I designed buildings for many years, even when my passion was church. I needed to keep designing buildings so that I can fulfill my passion. You see, there is what's in your hand and what's in your heart, and they are not the same things. God gives you something to do in your hand so that you can fulfill what's in your heart. And what's in your hand will not always be what's in your heart. So when you get what's in your hand, you do it. You do it. So that later on, you can fulfill what's in your heart. Do you understand that? Talent here. He keeps standing. He stood. He's a surveyor. The guy is all over the country. Today he's in a leader. The other day, surveying. But did you hear him sing? Huh? If there are people who are there, yeah, my, my passion is music. They don't even have a quarter of the singing talent he has. But they already dropped work because they are looking for a gig. But when you hear talent sing, you'd think that's what he should be doing all, all his time. No. He's doing surveying work so that he can fulfill what's in his heart, which is to minister in worship. Hey! We command you, no, no disorderliness, that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we have a, okay, verse 10, for even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither neither shall he eat no work no food simple yeah. neither shall he eat for we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner not working at all huh? but watch this they're what now this is a mystery how can you be so busy and broke I say they are busy bodies. They are running all over the place. Nowadays, people practice busybodiness largely on social media. I don't know why people are just there looking at me as if they don't want me to continue. But I'm about to finish, so let's finish. They are busy bodies. Next verse. Now those who are now those who are such, we suggest. What does it say? We command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. Yeah. Yeah. Who hasn't understood what I'm teaching about today? Who thinks? Is he talking about end times? Is he talking about prophecy? Stand up and let's pray together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless. Come on, just pray. Pray in the spirit. This is your flow service, so you can pray in whatever language you want. English, Uganda, Lusoga, Luo, Tanks. It all goes. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. For your goodness and grace, we love you, Lord. Oh, we bless your name, we bless your name. Yeah, we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to work. Thank you that we are growing, that you've equipped us with knowledge and skills and passions and connections that we can work and serve others and that the reward of that is that we'll be able to you'll take care of us we honor you that we'll have something to give to those who do not have we bless you we thank you thank you for this message we've had thank you that prophetically this message is a door opener for many people here today that they will get out tomorrow and suddenly there will be opportunities everywhere for work we praise your name we thank you you are good you're good you're good thank you for healing that is manifesting in our bodies even now even now even now even now even now lord even now we command every sickness to vanish to shrink every activity of the enemy in our bodies be gone in the name of jesus we command organs to be restored eyes to sharpen ears to sharpen we bless you yes brain cells to be rebuilt to be replenished someone you've been losing memory in the name of jesus i come against that your memory is restored now 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 you'll stop forgetting things simple things like forgetting where you've put your keys and what and losing time and forgetting important things no more no more in the name of jesus no more forgetting we restore your memory in the name of jesus we bless you thank you father for your goodness thank you lord oh someone has been anxious about death no 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 you shall not die you shall live and declare the works of the lord in the name of jesus no more shall you be anxious about death death is not your portion you shall fulfill the years of your life you shall fulfill the days allotted to you by god we bless you thank you father come on people pray in the spirit just keep praying in the spirit thank you jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for extraordinary wisdom concerning work, concerning business that you're giving out this afternoon right here in this room. That people are going to go from here and they will know exactly what to do with that issue at work, with that employee, with that difficult conversation. We release that wisdom to you in the name of Jesus that you will not struggle but you know exactly what to do thank you father thank you holy spirit amen now friends if you've never given your life to jesus this is the best day to do that you're here and you you know in your heart you've never committed fully 100 percent to say lord take my life yeah you know you're not born again you're the one i'm talking about if you're there 
I want you to put your hand up where you are and I'm going to pray with you. And just like that, you have moved from darkness to light. You have moved from death to life. Thank you. I see the hand of a young man up there. God bless you so much. Anyone else? Anyone else? You're like, yeah, yeah, tonight, today, today, this afternoon. We'll wait for you. We are family. This is our family service. This is our flow service. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just put your hand up. Just put your hand up. Best day of your life to give your life to Jesus. Amen. All right. Just in case you're there and you're on Nicodemus, you didn't come out by day. I'm still going to pray with you. Then you'll come and talk to the pastors here. Amen. So let's pray this prayer after me, everyone. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me and giving me your life. I give my life to you. Take my life and do something significant with it. Amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, I believe you are born again. There is a number up here on the projection 0775642449. You can text. But also when people are coming here for prayer, I want you to come and tell one of the pastors that, you know what, me I prayed quietly, but my hand, I tried to put it up, but it wasn't going up. We want to know that you're there. God loves you. Amen. Thanks so much for coming.